Welcome to Agile Adventures, where we explore concepts, tips, and tricks that help your teams achieve their goals and dreams. Okay, let's go. Hello, welcome to Agile Adventures with Brian Levy and Jacob Shore. How you doing, Brian Levy? I'm doing great. It's, it's another wonderful day. It's great air quality. Chicago. Yeah, I'm happy. Are you in an airport now? In Chicago. No, we're actually we're actually headed to the airport now. Uh, yeah. Cool. So what? You're you're in an Uber or something? Yes. So uh, yeah, we'll be doing part of our broadcast will be from from Lyft. Uh, but you know, if you're listening Lyft, you should be a go ahead and be a sponsor. Yes, we're <laughs> accepting sponsorships right now. I don't know if Lyft right. Lyft employs the agile uh, method or Scrum, but however however it is. So okay, so. I believe we we're going to start with the uh, um, was the events, right? One second. So, do we do? Do we do all of this? Uh, with the so we're up to events. Cool. Okay. If we missed something, I'll go and look at the last episode and make yeah, sure. We'll, we'll double back. Yeah, <laughs> let's start with the events. Okay, Scrum events. The sprint is a container for all events. Each event in Scrum is a formal opportunity to inspect and adapt Scrum, scrum artifacts. <clears throat> yeah, that's that's clear as mud. <laughs> These events are, spe are specifically designed to enable the transparency required, period. I would have liked required for what, but okay. The failure to operate any events as prescribed results and, uh, as prescribed results and lost opportunities to inspect and adapt. Events are used in Scrum to create regu regularity and minimize the need for meetings not to find the Scrum. Optimally, all events are the same are held at the same time and place to reduce complexity. What do you have to say about that, Brian? The, the, the basic premise behind all this stuff is that again, we know that we're probably not guessing what the customer wants, and we know that we're probably doing something that's leading us farther away from the goal. So as frequently as possible, you just want to check to make sure you're on the right track. And given that you aren't, adjust, right? Do something different so that you can actually get on the right track and make the progress that you need. Okay. So missing events is miss is 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 uh Results in lost opportunities to inspect and adapt. Okay. Right. Again, you want to do it frequently. The longer you go without checking to make sure you're on the right track, the farther or the more rework you're going to cause yourself in the end. So you want to actually check as frequently as possible. And again, if you miss a check in, you miss something, you're going to run into the situation where um, you run into the situation where we've built something we got to rework it and it just costs you extra time and money yeah this is true. okay you get the multiple thing but i'm like okay um okay the sprint sprints are the heartbeat of the scrum where ideas are turned into value There are fixed length events of one month of one month or less to create consistency. They are fixed fixed months of yeah. So a, a new sprint starts immediately after the conclusion of the previous sprint. Uh, 
So yeah, so one month or less. That's uh, yeah. Um, so and yeah, you should base it on risk, right? The greater the likelihood that you're gonna go. What were we saying? The great likelihood that it's gonna what? So if I'm afraid, you know, if I'm really nervous. I'm going to build something the customer doesn't want, then my time box, my sprint should be shorter. Right. So meaning if you can't afford to lose a month's work, then perhaps you should make it shorter than a month. Absolutely. And okay. if you look at that logic, it's, it's kind of hard to, uh, like, who wants to, to lose a month worth of work? Like, it's kind of hard to, to argue for bigger sprints, right? Yeah, yeah, you, you, so, I mean, a month sounds like it's uh, just too much, is what you're saying. If you were writing it, you would have said, you wouldn't have said a month or less. You would just say less than a month. Yes. And, okay. And, and I would have said as small as possible. So you, you want enough time to build something that you can put in front of a customer so you can get the feedback. Um, but... You don't want to lose Berg. So you want to make it as small as possible where you can actually provide something of value, something to get feedback on. Mm -hmm. Okay. All work necessary to achieve the product goal, including sprint planning, daily scrum, sprint review, and sprint retrospective happens within the sprints. Exactly. And again, the key is that it should be barely enough time for you to actually plan out the sprint planning, what you're going to build, to actually build it and the rest of the sprint, and then to actually have a review. So I actually put it in front of a customer, get their feedback, and then also the retrospective where I look at the process I'm using and figure out how we're going to improve it. So all that stuff should be done in every sprint. All that stuff should be done every sprint, yeah. Um, during the sprints, no changes are made that would endanger the sprint goal. Quality does not decrease, whatever that means. The product backlog is refined as needed and the scope can be clarified and renegotiated when the product owner is as more as, when the product owner is more as learned. Okay. Uh, uh, keep in mind, like you're constantly experimenting. We you know what you said in, our, in the earlier sessions. When you do this, you're running an experiment. So I, I ran it one way in the previous sprint, and then I'm going to figure out what are the one or two tweaks that I can do to make it better. And then I run a sprint with those tweaks to see if I made it better. And okay. The results. The scope may be clarified and renegotiated. Is that something we should clarify now, or is that going to be more clear later? Uh, which term was that? So oh, renegotiate. Yes. The scope may be clarified and renegotiated when the product owner, where the product owner has more is learned. Like, we should discuss that now. Like that means, like uh, if you find out that, like, oh, you had this feature, but you have a ton of technical debt you weren't aware of, then you should say right. like, oh, you know that thing we're planning on doing, that's the sprint, ain't happening. That's what we're talking about. That and long-term, right? But you discover that the, the code was spaghetti um, and there's all this technical debt. So initially, I said, well, the whole thing is going to take a year to do. Oh, my wife jokes with every software development package she's ever been involved with. They always quote six to nine months to finish everything. And her, her running joke is, did you mean six to nine months or 69 months? Right. So when I figure out all that technical debt up front, initially I, I gave you that quote of six to nine months. And now I figure out all this stuff is wrong. I experimented the architecture I was going to use wasn't the best one. So now I know it's going to take 
five years. So I'm going to tell you up front, hey, it's going to be five years. Let's renegotiate the scope. Is there stuff that you can cut out that would still give you value? Because if not, then maybe we should do a different product. Yes. Maybe five years is a bit long to wait to get to market. That's right. <laughs> but yeah, you want, you want to actually negotiate every sprint. We should use the, the history of what we've done to forecast out how long it'll take to do the rest of it. And then based on that forecast of how long it'll take to do the rest of it, we should go ahead and re-forecast. Give people new dates using up-to-date information. Every sprint. Quality does not decrease. That means don't cut uh, quarters to, to get to meet script sprint goals rather renegotiate. Right? That's the point. There. That is the point because it takes time to build in quality. And so you can actually meet a date, meet the sprint by just taking some shortcuts. But then your experiment, if you're experimenting with a variable, you have to keep all the other variables constant. So that way, you know, the results of the, of the experiment are based upon the one variable that you didn't hold constant, that you changed. If you don't hold quality constant, then it'll ruin the experiment. I don't know if I did better because the technique I used was better or because we just did less work because we cut quality. So you gotta keep that the same. So yeah, now quality that does not decrease. That means like, uh, this is not a case by case, this is like a definition of done type of thing, or is this like, we should yes. have had... And more, right? So if, if you started out and in your backlog, you had five defects, right? Then when you finish the sprint, you should only have five defects. If during the sprint, you uncover five more defects, then you have to include the work to actually fix those five defects so that you only have five in your backlog. So as stuff comes in, at least an equivalent amount must go out. I hear we call that the law of equivalent exchange. Law of equivalent exchange. Okay. Sprints enable productivity by ensuring inspection and adaption of progress during a product goal, at least every calendar month. When a sprint horizon is too long, the sprint goal may become invalid. Complexity may rise. The risk may increase. The risk may increase. Shorter sprints can be employed to generate more learning cycles and limit risk of cost and effort to a similar time frame. Each sprint may be considered a short project. So this thing that people have where they just have like sprints that are like, uh, you do a bunch of stuff and you do a bunch of stuff and yeah, we have all this stuff on the backlog and we'll just sort of like bang it out. Uh, yeah, that's not a short project, right? That's just nothing. Exactly. <laughs> yeah, you, you want this continual, continual progress toward the goal. Yeah, okay. And I should be able to do piece by piece, right? Moving closer to the goal. Various practices exist to forecast projects, like burn downs, burn ups, accumulative flows. It sounds very, sounds very violent. While proven useful, these do not replace the importance of empiricism. Oh my God. And complex, it's like, you keep using that phrase. I do not think you, you keep using that word. I do not think it means what you think it means. In complex environments, 
that will have what, what will happen is unknown. Only what has already happened may be used for looking forward for forward-looking decision making. So I think what they mean by do they these do not replace the importance of empiricism. They mean uh like you can't play the chart, like you can't like you don't like uh, the charts are not necessarily giving you full information and you need to actually look at what's happened. Is that what they're trying to say? Yes, that's exactly what they're trying to say. They're like, hey, you can have these charts that show some standard stuff, but you're trying to move closer to the goals. And no matter what stuff metrics you picked out in advance, there's gonna be some gaps. And you're going to have to actually do some analysis on your own, form a hypothesis, and then test it out, right? So, you know, I, I may have some data, but some metrics, but the, the metrics, you know, I may not have guessed that um, people are going to have a hard time generating scenarios. And because they can't generate scenarios, they can't actually figure out what needs to get tested, right? And so you're gonna have to like form hypotheses like, hey, maybe we our testing problem is a, a design problem, test design problem, and then test it out, you know, by trial and error to see if that's a problem and try to fix it. Yeah, okay, not exactly empiricism in the formal sense of the word, but okay. <laughs> well, you know, it's again empiricism is all about um using what you know to figure out what you don't know. And like part of that is gonna be looking at what information is available. It's, again, it's forming a hypothesis. You're gonna to have to actually do a little bit of work to think about why things are happening. And then you gotta actually test it out, right? Yes. Okay. And people try not to do that for some reason. Especially people in uh, nonprofit organizations. Yeah, and I understand. I like, actually forming a, a theory um, and sensing, you know, looking at data to try to figure out what the problems are. Um, it takes some thought process, right? And we want to believe that if you had the right set of metrics, it'll just tell you everything. But you know, basically, they're saying there's no substitute for thinking. You can't get around it. It's a shame because we're so bad at it. <laughs> okay, so now let's let's get to the details. So, sprint planning—that's one of the our uh, one of our uh, sprint events, right? Sprint planning. Correct. Sprint planning initiates the sprint by laying out the work to be performed for the sprint. Consultant plan is created by a collaborative work, by the collaborative work of the entire Scrum team. Scrum Just owner. a reminder, yeah, product owner, Scrum master, and the developers form the Scrum team. Yes. I feel like we didn't actually do the, do the, I thought, I feel like we went to the we started on the team and I don't think we got to like all the specific uh, roles. I think we just got to like the general thing, but maybe if, if not, we'll do that next time. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So sprint planning initiates the sprint by laying out the work. Okay. So by laying out the work, for, okay, we said we did that right. The product owner ensures that attendees are prepared to discuss the most important product backlog items and how they map to the product goal. This grumpy team may also invite other people to attend the sprint planning to provide advice. Sorry, just a, one thing to note, like in order for the product owner to come in and be prepared to discuss the most important product backlog items, it kind of insinuates that the product owner is doing all this work before sprint planning starts so that they know what the most important backlog items are. And they've researched it. So 
again, in order for the team to build it, they need the details of how it should work. The product owners should have done their research ahead of time to figure out what should happen and come to sprint planning with that information. That would be ideal. Yeah. And the reason I mentioned that as no, it's an off note because some people act as though the events are like the main thing that happens in the sprint. And you just kind of show up for the event and you know what's going on. And it's like, uh, no, like most of the work happens outside of an event. And the events are just when the team is getting together to discuss the work that people have done individually or, you know, or in small groups. So it's the coordinating sessions. Okay. So, okay, fine. Sprint planning addresses the following topics. Topic one. Why is this sprint valuable? The product owner proposes how the product could increase its value and utility in the current sprint. The whole team then collaborates to find a sprint goal that communicates why the sprint is valuable to stakeholders. The sprint goal must be finalized prior to the end date, to the end of sprint planning. But keep in mind, everything in Scrum works by decomposition. So I had a product goal. Here's, here's what we're trying to accomplish, bringing something of value for our customers. And I should break a piece of that down. I do a piece of it and that becomes my sprint goal. Um, but I should, because it's a breakdown of the product goal, I should be able to relate it to the product goal. Right? And that's why it's valuable. I'm doing this piece because it's going to give me this much closer to the overall goal we're trying to accomplish with the product, the value to our stakeholders. Okay. So this is something that doesn't happen, right? Like, uh, hardly ever. No one ever uh, actually discusses why it would be, what's the point of working this week, right? And it's the sad thing is that from a developer perspective, um, knowing why should be a big factor in choosing between the different design options that you have. But if you don't know that information, then it's harder for you to choose which of the design options you should actually go with. So yeah, so this leads to uh, worse decisions by definition of done. You got it. And the, the other, so, and there's two ways to break down uh, product goal, I can make the goal smaller, right? So I can break it down that way. So instead of, you know, if my goal was to, um, to make people happy, um, you know, maybe they're unhappy right now. And so maybe the, the first step is just to get them to neutral, <laughs> right? Uh, so I can break it down that way, or I can break it down by um, looking at the assumptions and, and forming a hypothesis to test it so that we're making the right decisions. I mean, uh, having so, a sprint goal to make people happy is just like, that was your first mistake, you know. <laughs> it, was, it was the best example I can think of on short notice. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I was saying, like, you know, like, what were you thinking? <laughs> that will never work. <laughs> first of all, you've already raised expectation too high, you know, like, yeah. Anyways, fine. Topic two. What can be done this sprint? During a discussion with the product owner developers, the develop the product owner and the developers. One second. Through discussion with the product owner, the developers select items from the from the product backlog to include in the current sprint. The scrub team may, may refine these items during the process, which increases which increases understanding and confidence. So the, the big deal here is that um, once I know why we're doing it, then I can ask the question, what needs to be produced in order to accomplish that why? And, and that's the kind of the negotiation that goes on amongst the team um, within sprint planning. So a, a lot of the, uh, a lot, the topic one, why should be really short 
product owner should know and be able to come in and actually state it. The bulk of the discussions and, and the sprint planning is going to be topic two. Like, hey, here are the things we need to accomplish the why. And can we do it? Or do we have to change our why? Right. So you can't have a kind of a recursive loop where I'm discussing here's here's what we need to do. And if I can't do everything we need, then you can break down that the sprint goal into a smaller piece. Right. Selecting how much can be completed with this sprint may be challenging. However, the more developers know about their past performance, their upcoming capacity, and their definition of done, the more confident they can be with their sprint forecast. Yeah, you know, agreed, but you know, doesn't like, yeah, this is this is this is more than like, yeah, this is would be a good thing if you know the sprint, the product owner did his job. And there was a co cohesive goal for the team, and you know all those things would be good. Yeah. But the, the the thing to note about this is that in order to accomplish topic three, you have to discuss design. And in order for me to actually have a good idea about the design, that means all the requirements kind of had to been drawn out earlier. Right? And so um, all the details about what we want should all have been discussed. And then, then we're making trade-off decisions, right? I can give you this, like you wanted it, with this design, but if I can accomplish the same purpose, maybe you can get this design, what way let's work. And, and you got to choose, right? Okay. I mean, uh, this sort of gets into that area of like top loading uh, planning versus, you know, agile versus, okay, like, yes. In every, like, meaning everything should be planned out, but not too planned out because, uh, you know, we still have to do agile. So, yeah, it's a. Uh, it's a matter of getting a uh, balance, which is, you know. At least that's my understanding of it. Maybe you disagree and think that it's not a matter of getting a balance. But uh, yeah, because, you know, like on the other hand, like uh, you need to all, like, yes, all of the, uh, all of the design and all of the requirements generally are not going to be fleshed out even at this point. Or well, again, you don't want it for everything. You want it just for the piece that we're doing for this sprint. Ah, uh, and so I so, see. Okay, I, so, but, I, but 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 you didn't know in advance, really, the sprint goal, right? So it means. You had some like non-fleshed out cards, and during sprint planning, you should be fleshing them out. Right. And okay. keep in mind, like I have a long-term vision for the product. Um, from a functional perspective, I should also have a long-term vision for the product from an architectural perspective. And so, when I'm discussing my design trade-off decisions here, I'm discussing them in the context of, you know, how can I make progress toward that architectural vision. Okay. Topic three. How will the chosen work get done? For each selected backlog item, developers plan the work necessary to create an increment. That means that should have done often done by decomposing product backlog items into smaller work items of one day or less. This is done at the sole discretion of developers. No one tells them how to turn backlog items into increments of value. 
third goal, the product backlog items led for the spring, plus the plan for delivering them, are together referred to as the spring backlog. Spring planning is time boxed to a maximum of eight hours in a one month sprint. For shorter sprints, event, the event is usually shorter. Eight hours, wow, that is something. Yeah, so I mean, and we, we talked about this and stuff that we've done together before, where if I can actually break things down, down to a day, then I know whether there's an impediment or not, because if there is an impediment, the thing that you thought could have been done in a day won't get done. It doesn't get done, but I know something's wrong and we need some help in that area. Okay, so first of all, I just want to like address the like crazy elephant in the room here that like that's a full day of work just in a sprint planning session. That would wouldn't that would drive anyone insane, no? Well, you know, it's it depends on how you how skillful you are at breaking things down. So if you're if you're pretty skillful at breaking things down further. Um, then it's not such a big deal. The problem comes in if you're not that skilled in being able to decompose things into smaller. I mean, if you're skillful, you're not gonna. It won't take you eight hours, right? Exactly. Exactly. But 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 eight hours of like meeting this. The idea that there's a maximum of eight hours for 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 a meeting seems like a recipe for you know hell. Yeah, and and there's some tricks you can do to alleviate it. the The more, the more refinement you do, then the the better. <laughs> yeah, the other thing too is that if you're time, that says um, eight hours for um, a sprint. That's a month. Yeah. If your sprint isn't a month, then you're not going to have as big a deal, as big of a problem. Right? Hundred percent. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. If you're having a week long sprint and you have taken one of the, and you take eight hours planning it, that's a terrible idea. Yeah. So I mean, so if you have a one week sprint, um, one one week is one fourth of a month. So you take that eight hours and divide by four, which make it two hours. Yeah. Right. Okay. Now here's the deal. If you've done a, a good job in grooming, then it wouldn't it wouldn't even take the whole two hours. In fact, I would say that for most of my um, most of my teams that do things in a one week sprint, it's taken them maybe like less than an hour to do their sprint plan. Very nice. Now. Um... This thing, no one tells that tells them how to t turn back backlog product backlog items into increments of value. So, what is this coming to say? Like, I mean, this is done saying this is done by decomposing back product backlog items to smaller work items in, of one day or less, and this is done at the sole discretion of the developers. So, what are we talking about here? We're talking about making. Uh, making uh uh like planning your day like the developer could plan his own day what well, so remember everything in, in everything in scrum was down to decision making and basically we're saying that the developers are the ones who are actually building the product so if you're if you're not a developer you're not building the product and the decisions they need to make or on how to build the product, it's like, if it's not your area of expertise, you probably shouldn't be contributing that much to it. Let the experts at building the product make the decisions on how to build the product. So once you're down to figuring out how to break things down into you know, one day increments, you've moved away from what we're building and you've moved to the realm of how we're gonna build it. Okay. What piece are we gonna do first, second, and third? And this is basically saying, hey, if you're not a de developer, 
you should probably keep your opinions to yourself about how to build it. Right. I I hear. Daily scrum. The purpose of the daily scrum is to inspect progress towards the sprint goal and adapt the product backlog. The sprint backlog is necessary. Adjusting upcoming planned work. Daily Scrum is a 15-minute event for the developers of the Scrum team to reduce complexity. It is held at the same time and same place every working day of the sprint. If the product owner of the or sprint master are actively working on items in the sprint back, backlog, they participate as developers. So meaning that they are not needed. Meaning this is a, a backhanded way of saying we don't need the product owner and the scrum master, but if they're actually doing stuff, they could join. Correct. And I'm glad you, uh, you pointed this out because most people think that it's the scrum master's job to facilitate the standout. And it's like, well, anybody could facilitate it, right? Yes. Um, it doesn't have to be the scrum master. And most people think that the product owner has to be there to hear what's happening. And it's like, well, kind of don't. They can be there if they want to. If he's but working, if they're working meeting. on sprint backlog items, then they can be there. If not, it seems like they shouldn't be there. Yeah, this is a, we're, in, this, in the daily scrum, we're planning for the next 24 hours. And in it, sometimes we're going to do something that was a mistake. And so we got to replan how we're going to make up for it. And so in the daily scrum, you're airing dirty laundry, right? Um, anyone who doesn't want to hear dirty laundry, or if you don't want to hear you want to have people hear dirty laundry, you should disinvite them. That way you can be honest about what you need to do um, day to day. Uh -huh. So meaning if you're not help if you're not if you're not actually helping put backlog items into the done into the done uh, done bin, then this is none of your business. That's the point here. Yeah, well again, some it's you can some people do want to allow transparency. And so you can have other people attend. Um, but the main purpose of this is planning what you're doing for the next 24 hours and to that end if you're actually trying to plan even if other people are there as you know like we said earlier for sprint planning and topic three no one tells the developers like how to build it well if we're replanning on how to build it no one should be telling them what to do or even no if they don't have any anything positive they shouldn't even be contacting so you may not even want them there. Okay, cool. The developers can select whatever structure and technique they want as long as their daily scrum focuses on progress towards the sprint goal and produces an actionable play plan the next day of work. This creates pro focus and improves self-management. Right, and that's accentuating the point I just made, right? Um, this is for the developers to figure out how they're going to do things for the next 24 hours. And really, anyone who can't contribute, they should, even if they're there, they should be quiet and let these guys do their work. I hear. Daily scrubs improve communication, identify impediments, promote quick decision making. And consequently, eliminate the lead for other, the need for other meetings. Scrum. And that part I can't stress enough. If you have to have a whole bunch of other meetings, it means you're doing this wrong, right? If if I'm actually and daily stand up figuring out what I have to do for the next day. Okay, but out, let's right? uh, let's 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 uh, let's address the conflict here. It has to be 15 minutes long, right? Well, it has to be less than fifteen minutes. But I mean, I'm saying there's a there's, a there's a there's a time yeah there's a time box of fifteen minutes yeah. Right. So I'm saying like 
there are going to be things you're going to need to discuss for more than, you know, let's say you have five developers on your scrum team. There is something you're going to be need to, to discuss more than 30 minutes occasionally. Right, but in the stand-up, um, all five shouldn't be trying to figure out a design option, right? What, what should be happening is that in the stand-up, you say, hey, we have this problem. Who's going to work on it? If your scrum team is five people, hopefully you're not shutting down production and having all five people try to figure something out. Maybe it's a yeah. subset. Maybe these three you're going to make the decision while the other two just finish off items. Um, but you'll make that decision and do that design work outside of this, this meeting. Oh, yeah, but you'll need to have a, you may need to have a meeting about that. So what we really want, um, you know, this is a, now, I don't think this is wordplay. This is a big distinction. You want like a workshop, a working session. So we can talk and plan, but what comes out of there is like just a plan, nothing. But if we're actually working, we need to work out a design, it's gonna take us a half an hour, then you should leave with a design, right? Which means either that design is implemented, I mean, sorry, it's, it's documented somewhere, or the way I like to do my designs, I like to stub out code, right? So I would leave with, part of the code being built maybe it's no maybe it's stubbed out in the pseudocode so it's not actually working but i left put something out of this thing not just talk yeah does that make sense that's the difference between that and a meeting the meeting is you discussed something and came to some sort of general conclusion not you didn't bay you didn't actually flush anything out i get it okay right yeah yeah, so that's uh, okay. So that's the distinction between that and the meeting. So when we say it should eliminate the need for other meetings, we don't mean you shouldn't have to. That 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 fifteen minutes should be all the the talking you should do between your colleagues for the rest of the week, for the rest of the twenty four hours. You could after that fifteen minutes, you could just all go to your silent booths and work in silence and not communicate. We just mean that you shouldn't need to. Have a long discussion where you discuss uh, surface things. Exactly right. Um, you you want to leave us something productive. <laughs> okay. The daily scrum is not the only time developers are allowed to adjust their plan. Okay, fine. So yeah, I guess we sort of jumped the gun there. They often meet throughout the day for more detailed discussions about adapting or planning the rest of the sprint's work. So yeah, so there's a clear tension there between the yes and eliminate the need for other meetings, and the fact that yeah, but you can be adjusting your readjusting your plan, but and meeting to do that, but yeah, not. Right. Uh, I mean, yes, with your context, we can sort of work something out, but yeah, this is just a. Uh, this is just them contradicting themselves from one sentence to the next. Well, I, so let me give it an alternative view. Because like, what they're speaking toward is like, all right, I had a plan. We're going to do this today. I got into the code and I figured out, oh, this is hairy. Right. Or I got into the code and I figured out, you know what? We need to refactor some of this stuff. While I'm in here, it makes sense to refactor now. So maybe. I go instead of actually waiting to the next day to tell everybody and mean show up to the next stand up, having disappointed people not doing what I, that we committed to do in the daily uh, scrum. Maybe I call a quick session, quick scrum right now. I tell you guys, it, here's what's happening. I can follow our original plan and get this done, but you're going to have this amazing amount of stuff that needs to get refactored later on. So maybe I just go ahead and refactor it. What do you all think, right? We can have this discussion in five minutes, make a decision. And that may cause, that may cause some readjustment to my um, previously scheduled plan versus what I had before. Okay. That, that makes sense? Yeah, I mean, it makes sense. 
yeah, it, 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 you know, like uh, this thing about eliminating the need for other meetings and having lots of meetings throughout the day, just, yes, you know, it's, a, it's really a, uh, yeah, Rorschach test of however you want to, you know, uh, what's it called? Uh, um, uh, manage that direct contradiction. But yeah, that, that works. <laughs> Yeah, well, I just want to make sure that people didn't think that this statement was a, a car blanche for, oh, no, you can just have lots of meetings and talk about stuff and invite your friends, invite your neighbors, right? Yeah, <laughs> it's not, it doesn't mean that we just have powers all day and just talk about our feelings and talk about things that developers aren't supposed to have, like emotions. <laughs> Wait, give me one second. Wait, what are you saying? Oh, yeah. Okay. Um, okay. So let's do um one second. Don't you have to be on a plane? Like how what's your time yeah, line look like? We're we're still on the highway, so I got a little bit more time. <laughs> Okay. Uh, I got 15. Is that good that you're still on the highway? Like, or is it like, oh, yeah. Oh, like, no. I, are you going to, you, you think you're going to make it still? Or you think it's, it's, it's like touch and go? Touch and go. I hear. Well, good luck. Godspeed. <laughs> okay. The sprinter is inspecting. I mean, I like you know, like I, 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 I've been there, so you know, like, but yeah, I'm not, I'm not gonna worry too much because you know, I'm, I'm, I'm helpless to, I have no means of helping you get catch your plane, so, uh, yeah. Um, the purpose of the sprint retrospective is to plan ways to increase quality and effectiveness. The scrum team inspects how the last sprint went with regards to individuals, interactions, processes, tools, and their definition of done. Inspected elements often vary with the domain of work. Assumptions that led them astray are identified and the, their origins explored. The scrum team discusses what went well during the sprint and what problems it encountered and how those problems were or were not solved. So this is where we all blame other people and point fingers. No. I, I just did that to get a rise out of you. Yeah. <laughs> the, the problem is never a process. I mean, a, a person is always a process. Right? Oh, so, come on. Sometimes it's a person and you know it. But, you know, if it's a person, you should get them off the team. Yeah, good luck. Right. <laughs> I should get him off the team. How am I gonna get him off the team? I'm not even I'm not even in this organization that they're talking about. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I I I I think about the scrum team as like survivor. And you should all have the power to vote people off the island. Uh-huh. Is that somewhere in the scrum guide I missed? I'm pretty sure there's a survivor reference. Uh-huh. In a I video. Feel... Uh-huh. Okay. I'm all for <laughs> this, but I, don't, I, don't, I, I feel like that was a, a glaring omission. In the... Uh... Okay. The scrum team identifies the most helpful changes to improve its effectiveness. The most impactful improvements are addressed as soon as possible. They may need to be added to the sprint backlog for the next sprint. The sprint retrospective concludes the sprint and is timed back to a maximum of three hours for one month. Few. 45 minutes a week. For shorter sprints, the event is usually short. That's not that I always say that. Like, I mean, I guess, they're envisioning a month because I guess like back then, like their 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 ideas hadn't caught on as much. 
So like they're just trying to get people to stop doing like six month plans, I guess. Right. Whereas now, and like, yeah. are, well, what I'm going to point out is like, you know, earlier it said the assumptions that led them astray or identified and their origins explored. You're, you're constantly trying to prove or disapprove assumptions with your hypothesis. And do you mean the, disprove or disapprove? Um, disprove, right? Okay, because so I think that there are two different. They, they mean two different things. Just you know. Yes, that's the only reason. I that's the only reason I'm being a, a, a jerk about it. <laughs> yeah, and uh, there are two different words, two different meanings, and you really want to do both, right? I, uh, okay, the, let's just. Let's just put let's, let just, just, let's just let's just be inclusive here. Go on. Well, so assumptions could be true or not true, right? And sometimes I need to find out. Sometimes we know that things are not true, and we want to disapprove of their usage. Like people will know they're basing a decision off of some bad information, but they use it anyway because it's easier than finding the right information. Right? So you want to like so, be like you you, you want to call out calls call call uh, what's it called? Uh, call balls and strikes is the way that is the way the the yes. what's it yeah. But no, that's a good analogy. You you want to call balls as balls and strikes as strikes because often people People are lazy, and when they feel pressed for time, they will use something that is incorrect on purpose, knowing it will lead to a bad decision. It sounds I, I crazy. Do all, I do it all the time. Yeah, everyone does, right? Yeah, yeah. I'm saying, you know, like, it doesn't sound crazy at all. Like, you know, that's... Uh, Yeah, like, I mean, well, in life, we, we have, we love relationships with other people. And we know we shouldn't use relationships as one of those things to make a decision. But oftentimes, we do. Because we find the relationships are more valuable, right? Just like, yeah, I could do it this better way. But then I'm going to have to, then I have to fight with all these people. And it's just a pain in the neck. Absolutely. We, I, I'll be shook about this with my wife because um, we'll have you know, my way of getting to one location to another and she'll have her way. And like literally, I have a better sense of direction than she does. And uh, I'm, not, I'm not too proud to use uh, Google Maps. Right. And, uh, but, you know, if, it's, if her way isn't going to cost me more than like 10 minutes, I'll just go her way to avoid a fight. It, developers do this all the time. Yeah, there'll be different ways to implement design, and they'll make compromises not wow. to actually get into a fight with each other and choose a suboptimal design just because one person feels passionate about it. My parents, my parents have this whole like thing where like uh They'll know that the other person's way is shorter, but like not as long as, but like takes less time and is more efficient, but they won't admit it and they'll continue to do their way. Yeah, I think that happens all the time. And basically what we want to do is just minimize it. You know, we want to actually try to use evidence-based decision-making so that we can make better decisions. That's all. So someone told me that in China, they have this like big shame culture. Like there's like a lot of uh, saving face is a big deal there. So like if you ask someone directions and they don't know how to get there, they'll just give you bad directions and get you lost. Like meaning like they try to like there's there was at one point a government attempt to try to teach, to try to retrain train uh the chinese not to do this because of tourism 
but like it's like deeply ingrained in their culture that like they'll sooner lie and tell you like yeah you just go down the street like take a left like they'll give you detailed directions to nowhere yeah i have no information about that but no again i can tell you that what we want to do is prioritize reaching the goal um and so we want to actually get factual as much factual information as possible mm. in order to accomplish it. And it's hard. It's, it's, it's where the values come into play. You gotta have courage. I mean, there's a reason Scrum wasn't invented in China. But no hatred to Chinese or anything. <laughs> Yeah, you're gonna, you're gonna get us pulled from the podcast, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah. I don't know. I mean, this is, you know, what do I know? This is just what I mean. This is just what people from China have told me. Like, they're like, yeah, like when we go home, like we got used to like asking people for directions and people like being honest with us. <laughs> yeah, and and it's, it's the what we want to do is. is we want to have this safe space where we can actually challenge things that don't make sense. Um, and, and to that end, like sometimes oh. in the retro, like I've seen them, I've seen managers want to get into the retro and the team is like, no, we don't want you there. Because you know, we're not going to give an honest assessment in front of you. Yeah. You know, some other times they, di- they don't invite managers, don't invite stakeholders. Like it's a safe space where it can be honest. Ooh. I'm all for I'm all for being exclusive. No, it, we we skipped the uh, sprint review, didn't we? We went to the retrospective, but I think we missed the review. Did it? Oh, we did. Okay, fine. Let's do the review. Sprint review. The purpose of the sprint review is to inspect the outcome of the sprint. I mean, they're all so competitive that it's hard to remember. Like, meaning they put sprint in front of everything. Like, what am I supposed to be like, you know, we get it. It's, it's a sprint. That's ever okay, fine. Sprint review. The purpose of the sprint review is to inspect the outcome of the sprint and determine its future adap- adap- adaptations. The Scrum team presents the results of the work to the key stakeholders and progress towards the product goal is discussed. Progress towards this product goal is discussed. During, a note. Go ahead. Right? Notice it, it said to discuss the outcome, right? The results. What's that to and, inspect the outcome? Yeah. Right. I just want to note because a lot of people base everything on the output the thing that's produced, but that's not my goal. My my goal in producing things is to increment value, my, right? And if I'm, if I'm trying to increment value, that's the outcome. I need the expertise of the customers, the stakeholders, the people who are receiving this stuff. Yeah. Those plebeians. Because <laughs> lots of times people will have a sprint review only for internal people. It's like, if you work for a company, I kind of tend not to care about your opinion. I want the customers. The people are going to actually give us money for it. I've never seen a sprint review with customers in it. Yeah, it's, that's, that's like evil. It, all I really want is the customer's opinions. I, I kind of don't care about um, what the internal people that are building. I already know their opinion. They've been saying it all sprint. That's uh, somebody once referred to uh, sprint review as uh, what was it? Uh, you know, uh, self praise. <laughs> Yeah, but that's because I'm gonna go back to the whole point of Scrum of like so 
I actually made, I made some assumptions about what customers want, right? And I know that I'm probably planning to build more than what they actually want. Okay, so, let, so I'm well, going let's, let's have an example, right? So you're mm-hmm. saying like, let's, let's say like this. Let's say you have a company and like, I'm just gonna pull an example out of my, out of my, out of thin air. Let's say your company makes um, quality, uh, you know, quality assurance metrics for like a bunch of nursing homes. Uh, and that's quality assurance dashboard for nursing homes. You say you have like nursing homes, like the actual nursing home companies that you're doing the work for at the sprint review? Absolutely. And well, what, that's a, just too, that's just a step too far, but <laughs> I want so I'm I'm planning on building all these metrics that I think are good. Right. But they may not want to use them. And we, we had many discussions over stuff um, in the past projects I've had and where we someone had these great ideas that they wanted to put in front of customers. But then when you talk to customers, they're like, your ideas are great, but it'll never work in our place. We didn't really want it. Um, which, again, you're planning to build too much. You want their feedback saying, hey, I know you plan to build this, but we're not going to use it. So you can decide whether you're going to build it. And, and in my case, I would tend to decide not to build it. Okay. So, um, but the fact is that, like, um, so, am I to am I to be told that, like, uh, that, like, uh, you would like just, uh, um, uh, what's it called? That you just had this like Sisyphean task of like saying, "Hey, maybe we should invite people from this." Uh, our clients to these uh, to these sprint reviews and being told, yeah, we're not going to do that. Yeah, like again, what I what I tend to do is I tend to ask people. I, I tend to just make sure that our estimates for the sprint are exact. So whatever we say we're going to do, we actually do it. Right? Don't don't push it. Don't blow it. And as long as I can do that, then ahead of time, I can schedule real customers to come in and give us feedback, right? And then what I tend to do also is don't build all of it. Build the minimum that you need so you can get their feedback. All right, so maybe you just do the happy path scenario um, and don't do all the alternative scenarios. And that way, if we get their feedback, if they tell us that they hate it, well, it's not as much rework. We didn't lose that much, right? Hmm. And that's, that's how we should be planning our sprints. Okay. Um, that makes sense? Hmm. Yes. So then it says during the event, the scrum team and stakeholders review what is accomplished in the sprint and what has changed in their environment. Based on this information, the attendees collaborate what to do next. The product backlog may be adjusted to meet new opportunities. The sprint review is a working session, and the scrum team should avoid limiting it to a presentation. Yeah, but what I like don't, to do is don't have don't make as soon as you finish no powerpoints. That's what you're saying. Yeah, no powerpoints. Like what I tend to do is I tend to, as soon as I finish um, something, I tend to want to deploy it or at least have a sandbox where the customers can play with it. They play with it right away, and then in the sprint review, they're actually giving me feedback. Um, whether they liked it or not. And then we negotiate, hey, does it make sense for us to build out the rest of it or should we change it? 
and then it's actionable. And I can actually adapt it from the next Friday. Okay. So it says the sprint review is the second to last event of the sprint, and it's time to to a maximum of four hours for one month sprint. For shorter sprints, the event is usually shorter. Uh, I don't and know. you know what? Having clients there for four hours. Well, again, you divide by four um, for if you had a week sprint. So but we case, just made it to the airport. So uh, I'm going to check off and run to the flight. Good luck. <laughs> Bye. All right. Bye-bye. Okay.